Hey guys, welcome back to Table Talk with Tiffany. I'm your host, Tiffany Taylor, and this is Table Talk. This podcast hopes to serve a purpose by being a virtual table where I can gather my friends around and we share stories of courage, inspiration, and faith. I'm so excited to have you joining me today. Let's Table Talk. Well, guys, in true fashion, um, my co-host over here is dying laughing. Oh, God. You might know her as Tab. You might know her as Spam Mail. You might know her as DJ D'Souza. <laughs> wow, it's a new one. <laughs> but um, yeah, I have Tab with you. <laughs> and let me, I'm just going to preface, I know this is just going to be a fun podcast. <laughs> Because it's already been a, fa- a fun two minutes. So, um, so should we cue the whole audience? Like, yeah. <laughs> Here comes DJ D'Souza. Oh, boom, boom, boom. I've never done it before. I don't even know. <laughs> well, Third fun. In. Here we are. DJ D'Souza, there's a little. little Here we are. Here. Yep. Um, okay, Tab, introduce us to yourself. Tell us who you are. All right. I'm DJ D'Souza. <laughs> <laughs> On the weekends or Monday and Tuesdays. Um, no. <laughs> oh, gosh. I hope I can get through this without laughing the whole time. <clears throat> All right. Who am I? What is going on with my life? Um, my name is Tabitha. Where do you live, Tab? I live in Austin, Texas. Okay. And I'm a freelance graphic designer. Mm-hmm. So I'd be down the side. Mm-hmm. Hit her up. Instagram. Yeah. Tabitha D'Souza. Uh, Tabitha Marie Design. Tabitha Marie Design. Yes. You can hit, hit me up, up on Instagram and look at my portfolio. Send me a DM and mm-hmm. get you all situated. Mm-hmm. She'll freelance you. Yeah. I'll lance you out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, I'm happy to be here. I mean, this is this is as real as it gets, you know, mm-hmm. I'm excited that you're doing this. This is something that is just says you all around. So just happy to be on the show. Thanks. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> also, we have, we are fueled up over here. So who knows what's going to happen? We have coffee galore. So who knows? Shout out I mean, Starbucks. Yeah. Sponsor me. <laughs> sponsor me. <please. laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tab. This this is gonna be so much fun. I really am so happy that you're here. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's let me just tell you guys a little bit about Tab and I and our friendship. Oh yeah, tell us. We <laughs> we met in 2012, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I just moved home from College Station, and uh, y'all know from Mallory's podcast, I was praying for a group of friends, and. Tabitha was a part of that friend friend group and so we have been friends for eight years which is a really long time it's a good solid eight years yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's a good one <laughs> it's a good one a lot of seasons a lot of seasons and so I good would one. love for yeah. you like to share whatever's on your heart today okay. I mean I really I I was telling Tabitha before this um we we started is like I trust my friends to say beautiful life-changing inspiring things and that's why I started the podcast is to capture those moments to inspire and teach other people and so with tab there are so many things in your life tab that really can teach other people so we can we can talk about art we can talk about your current process what God is teaching you we can talk about friendships and relationships and dating we can talk about um the Lord we can talk like we can talk about family restoration we can talk about literally anything but I know that there is something specific on your heart for today and so I just want to give you like the reins to talk and to teach other people how are you walking through this current season with what God's teaching you and um yeah I mean let's just go for it so wow yeah you hit a lot of topics um that I could talk on um I was praying about what to talk about today and I really just felt to talk about perfectionism 
And it's just a great formal word, but it's been something that I've had to walk through and really just God's confronted me um, time and time again. I'm sure people listening can relate to it. Um, and I think that's kind of the goal mm-hmm. is just to expand on it, what it is, what it isn't. Um, but perfectionism is basically like says that you have to be perfect all the time. And if you're not perfect all the time, you just are like in the spiraling of condemning yourself or, you know, beating self yourself up, the self-hatred thing. And, um, I did go to school in, in Redding, California, and I got free from uh, a lot of that, but just different seasons, it brings different layers of it, uh, AKA dating, like, okay, it's real, like it's real, real. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I think I learned that perfectionism, um, it completely like contradicts the gospel Wow! because with Jesus, he is the perfect one and we don't have to be perfect because he is perfect for us. Mm -hmm. And what's really great is, um, perfectionism. What it, what it doesn't say is like, you know, or perfectionism says you have to be perfect. Um, but it's also saying the cross can't redeem you. So everything that we go through is redeemable and it points us back to Jesus um, being our savior and, and rescuing us because we can't be perfect. Like regardless of what the world's standards are in this American dream, you know, I chased after it for a good while. I mean, still sometimes it gets in my head, but it's like, okay, what is my lane right now? And I can be perfectly me and I just stay in my lane. I don't compare And I just know that God's going to redeem everything. And he's just so kind. And he's asking me to be kind to myself and self-compassion. And that just will open up so many avenues of God's love and just opportunities and favor way more than beating yourself up and like condemning yourself because that's not what the Lord's doing. Mm -hmm. He's always accepting and always kind and pointing us back to Jesus and accepting and with open arms, not pushing us away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for somebody who feels like, oh, you might be talking to me and I didn't even know it. I didn't know that I struggled with perfectionism. I thought I just liked um, everything a certain way or practically liked things in my life in order and in a line and all my ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. How is this translating to somebody who, yeah, who who doesn't know that they're struggling with perfectionism? Like what are some some keys that are kindly and compassionately saying, Hey, this might be, um, a thorn in your side or a fox in your fox in your garden. Like what could be some, um, cues that this might be something to go after in your own life? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is, uh, just a plug for <clears throat> a podcast. I, I listened to by, um, Carrie Lloyd. She talks about perfectionism. Hmm. Um, I think it was perfectionism or excellence, but um, basically to know if you fall under this perfectionist trap, it really is like a trap. You don't mm-hmm. really know. So mm-hmm. even people listening, they might not even be aware of it. Yeah. Um, but I think it comes down to, are you being kind to yourself? Because with there's excellence and that's the complete opposite of perfectionism because perfectionism is, it's like a trap and you can't get out of it. You're stuck this way. It's always going to be this way. Mm-hmm. You're, you're self-condemning, you're uh, you know, there's like even so far to say self-hatred and like, it can't be fixed. Like it's your failure, right? It's just this spiral. But on the contrary, to know if you're not in that is to move towards excellence, which is being kind to yourself and doing things in a right way. I mean, we see in the Bible that, you know, Jesus did things with excellence. He wasn't, you know, I mean, he was a perfect man, but just even, uh, being, building the covenant, the Ark of the Covenant, it was just so well done and done with intricate details. And there's so much that went into it and mm-hmm. the whole village came together and, and built together. Um, I think that's in Ezekiel 32. No, is that? Uh, they built the, well, the Ark of the Covenant was somewhere in the first five books. So uh, Deuteronomy, Leviticus, Leviticus. Right, like the Bible obviously talks about um about excellence and about doing things with integrity and doing things um, like an honorable way. And you're right, like the the temple that was built where the Queen of Sheba came and was like astounded 
at the staircase and the garden and how things were done so well. Mm-hmm. And she turned and gave glory to the Lord. And, and that's what I think as believers, we, we are designed to be people who live lives of integrity mm-hmm. and do things well. And I think that the trap of perfectionism is so general that it's almost so small. Mm-hmm. Like it can touch everything, but it's so hard to pinpoint, but you can feel it. Like I want, like, for example, um, walking to a social room where I don't have a friend, mm. where I, I'm walking into a party where I'm the only person. Mm-hmm. Perfectionism can sound like, oh, you don't really have any like thing to offer to this room. Like look at everybody else, like they're dressed cuter than you or they're way more fun than you mm. or um, um, the boy that you like is there and he's definitely not paying attention to you. Like that's what perfectionism sounds like because mm-hmm. you have to be up to this standard of what perfectionism is and I'm quoting using air quotes is like what that's what perfectionism looked like in that moment but it can sound like so many other things it can sound like um my closet is not color coordinated therefore I am x y or z Mm -hmm. a failure a mess lazy not put together whatever right it can sound like um my finances aren't in order Therefore, I'm X, Y, or Z. And the opposite is, okay, yeah, I have clean clothes that have been clean for three days. Oh, so that's fine. I'm doing good. Yeah. That's, I'm doing fine. Yeah. yeah. But I think that it is like in the way that you take that one thought and choose to be hateful towards yourself or to like brush it off and say, I'm going to get to it. I've been working on other things. I've been a little bit emotionally taxed this week or giving yourself grace, giving yourself grace. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's just, I think these things really are, I think perfectionism and comparison are evil twins Yep, and they just run together. (laughs) And where one is, you can find the other one. And where um, one is thriving, there's one pouring gas on the fire, you Mm, know? And so I just hate those two little Mm -hmm. twins. They, they, can show themselves in so many different areas. And I think the key is to look to Jesus and Mm -hmm. say, you are the only perfect one. Yeah. Even as a man on earth, you are the only perfect one. And so as I live my life towards excellence, I will be excellent 90% of the time, maybe less, maybe more, but there's always going to be a margin where like my humanness comes in and even going through three years of school mm-hmm. and walking with the Lord since I was a little girl, yeah. like these things are conscious decisions you have to make. Like, I'm not going to partner with the evil twin of perfectionism. I'm not partnering with the evil twin of comparison. Yeah. You know, like this is not what I'm doing. And yeah. I think that it's an everyday thing. Yeah. And, and as you're talking, I just got like this image. Um, (laughs) what do you mean by that for our friends who are listening? Um, as you're talking about the evil twins, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I got a picture of Dr. Seuss thing one and thing two, but Mm -hmm. obviously more evil, um, not dissing Dr. Seuss in any way, but just kind of that, like that pairing, um, and those two things, perfectionism and comparison, they seek to steal away from your harvest and steal away from who you are and really nitpick about what your identity is and, Mm -hmm. and try to devalue or, or make you see yourself in a way that isn't perfect before the Lord. Yeah. And, and make you see like you're lacking something when really you have everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Because a good father gives you everything you need to succeed. He actually wants you to succeed. He doesn't want you to fail and God can't fail. So it's not even his nature. So even in our beings, why for the Lord, even in who we are, like we cannot fail because he always comes through and always has our back and always rescues us. And so it's like, it, it really just comparison and, um, and perfectionism try to take us and derail us off of who we are in, in Jesus. And it's, it's a very subtle thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think just keeping our eyes on Jesus and remembering who we are daily, um, is, is the key and it's going to be a journey. I mean, we're yeah. not even perfect at that, which is great because there's grace and we can just go and look at the perfect one 
who's holy and amazing and so good and so kind to always come through for us and yeah. set us up for success every time. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jesus, that's our man. <laughs> yes. Good. Thank you for clarifying. I knew what you meant, but yeah. Um, <laughs> for the people. <laughs> for the, for the people on the other side, for the peeps, for the, for the homies. For the homies. That's good. <laughs> okay. I do want to talk about your art because oh. you, um, are somebody who is an artist. Mm -hmm. You have done line paintings before mm -hmm. picture paintings before, but in the past, uh, four years, three or four years, you've really stepped into abstract art. Yeah. Can you talk about that process for moving from, um, image art to abstract art and how perfection is perfectionism has tied into that process? Oh, it's such a beautiful question. I love how it's even interweaved. Um, by the way, all of these questions are literally coming out of just my curiosity. Yeah. Cause that's tunnel, who you are. Because I don't You're... have questions like that. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I did. I'm like, Oh no, geez. you don't need to. It just flows naturally. <laughs> just knowing you, you ask the best questions. Um, that's just who you are. And this is a perfect avenue for you to do a podcast. So, um, back to you. <laughs> honor what honors do okay I'm not <laughs> deflecting I just want to say <laughs> um okay so great question again um with yeah so I'm trying hold on four years ago yes. image art abstract art perfectionism thank you yes perfect um so in 2014 I graduated college I started this business uh Tabitha Murray Design um, it did start off kind of doing calligraphy. Um, I went to school and got my art degree at University of Houston. Um, and so did art my whole life, uh, you know, went through as an artist, you go through critiques with, with teachers and sometimes they're not kind about your artwork and it's very vulnerable to put yourself out there, especially in a creative space. And so I just experienced perfection and it wasn't good enough. Um, my artwork just wasn't the best, right? And you know, as an artist or anyone creative, you just want to be accepted in what you're presenting. Um, and so that was kind of the avenue. And um, about three years ago, I started doing abstract painting. And it was just basically to symbolize that our lives are so messy, but God sees it as beautiful. And mm -hmm. so whenever you see abstract paintings, they just sometimes they don't make sense. But it's just like beautifully done the colors that are together the way it's even like just uh uniquely just placed on the canvas um I, I just was intrigued by that so i started doing that and uh, invited holy spirit into that process and that time and tiff it just like awakened me and i was like whoa this is there's something on this and i just felt like people were gonna experience god through this and really feel like they like really perfectionism even breaking off of people and feel accepted and feel loved um, and to understand what God's beauty is and through us, uh, through this painting, through the different canvases that I would create. So, I mean, yeah, all of them are mostly intuitively led. So I would, you know, have my worship music on. I would set a set of time aside um, just in my room and, and I just pick whatever color came to mind. I would just you know, start going on the canvas and like with my paintbrush and, and I would spend time on each painting. And then I would take a step back and I would look at the painting. I would just be in awe of what me and the Lord co-labored co together. And, um, I've sold some, some of the works and mostly I love, um, just painting and giving a prophetic word, encouraging word for every painting. And just, I really want to bless the person because, like they, I just want them to know God's beauty and that he isn't trying for us to be perfect, but he sees our lives in every intricate detail, even the ones where we have no idea what's even happening. Like, you know, so this is what the picture that's coming to mind is, um, picture a canvas and then like a black line on the, on the side. And you're like, okay, what is that? But then there's other brush strokes that are coming alongside that. And you're like, okay, I don't know what you're doing right now. Like, I don't see the whole picture, but it's a masterpiece and every person is a masterpiece really. And so I think just pairing that together and that just helped me in my journey and healed me, but also just like opened this avenue of like being more creative and discovering with the Lord, um, in, in art. So 
That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I think your art is really beautiful and all oh, thanks. like the abstract pieces that are done. I mean, just really feel like they're intentionally messy. And I don't know if you make it that way or if you, like you said, just intuitively paint, but it's really stunning to take a look back and look at your art and be like, oh, this is what it like kind of looks like is that what you're going for? And most of the time it's not. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool to like literally create something without an image in your head Mm -hmm. to make a goal of it. But right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, I don't only do abstract, but also, you know, I'm trained and can do, you know, realism and, and other uh, types of art. And I even do graphic design and um, do social media content and I mean, you can see on my Instagram, um, but I just, but abstract painting, it's just like this gold, like, like this, what's this, like a good, a good spot or like a, what is it called? <laughs> Where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like it's your lane. It's your, it's mm-hmm. your thing. Like a gold spot, like a, like a good, rich place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I think of the phrase right now, but yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, how are you, how have you seen, and I want the people to know, whenever you and I have talked about this off the camera, offline, is that like, you're still in the process of mm-hmm. becoming a victor in this area. Yeah. Like you're working towards, this is a current thing in your life. So, yeah. um, pending, <laughs> pending, T B D. um, yeah. Coming soon to a thing near you. Oh, a, so a radio near you, speaker. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, how are you seeing perfectionism played out in your relationships? Relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do friendships and then boyfriend <laughs> if you want. <laughs> no, yeah. We, um, yeah. I will start with, um, I just feel to start dating. Yeah. So I'm dating, um, this man named Shane. Um, he's amazing. And I think that haven't dated for about 11 years. Um, enjoyed my single season. Um, but just a lot of stuff came up, um, that there is this questioning of my worth and like, um, all this, all these messy things are coming up. Um, all these places that I don't like of myself are coming up and, and then how beautiful that God places me with this man that he's accepting of those places that I'm like, not okay with. And it, it has caused, that been healing to you. Oh my gosh. Yes. The like, perfectionist. So part of you. redeeming because on the Enneagram, let's talk about the Enneagram. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a number one who is somebody who is a reformer. Mm-hmm. Um, likes to build, things, likes to build, build hate, businesses, build people, coach. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he really is great, but I don't like the word, um, perfectionist because I think that's what they're called on the Enneagram perfectionist, oh. but I like the reformer one because mm-hmm. our friend G is a number, a number one. Yeah, and we, shout out to G. we love ones, <laughs> but you're a four <laughs> who a four. is like feelings, motivated, emotionally, oh, yes. creative, beautiful, independent, so, but like very different. So, um, yeah. Talk about like how you guys have been working through that. Yeah. So we are complete opposites, (laughs) um, in most every way. Um, but it is great and it causes us to, to operate as a team and to also honor our differences. Um, but I think like if, of anything, like the gospel of Jesus and knowing that this like this man is flawed but he has a purpose for his life likewise with mine like I'm flawed I'm human I'm not perfect and God has a purpose in my life and just honoring the calls on both of our lives and and who God created us to be um in extending grace and loving ourselves that helps us love each other more um that just cultivates so much love and kindness that perfectionism I mean, doesn't have that much to not much say. Okay, let's get practical. Okay. What do you mean? Okay, I'm trying to like. <laughs> um, okay, so 
on, I will talk about my experience. Um, whenever I would make a mistake or feel like I didn't live up to what I wanted to be, I would just like first moment, I would just beat myself up and be like, oh my gosh, like I made this mistake and like punish myself. And whereas Shane, he would be like, no, it's okay. Like you made a mistake, like you're human. Like, it's totally fine. Like, you know, this isn't the end of the world. And he would just walk me through this and it has made it a safe place for me to be messy and vulnerable and that mistakes are not so high risk anymore or high stakes mm -hmm. and just create a space that like, Hey, we're human and like, we're going to be okay. Um, yeah. So what you're saying is in the past, perfectionism has had authority because, yes. <laughs> because you've made mistakes and you were punished for it. Yes. So in this relationship, mm -hmm. you're finding that whenever you make a mistake, mm -hmm. you aren't punished, but you're actually loved, accepted, um, called out for mistake, but not held bonded by it. Yeah. But like you link arms and you walk forward. Right. And I think that whenever, because if we're thinking of a cycle, like mm -hmm. you make a mistake, you get punished. Yep. But whenever you make a mistake and you are accepted and you change behavior and move forward, it breaks the cycle. So your brain is learning a new pattern when I make mistakes, I can be loved and accepted. Right. Exactly. Which so is that's a huge thing. <laughs> that's cultivating a space of safety mm -hmm. and acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been, it's been so not easy. I mean, um, yeah, it, would it be has easier. been completely against how I've just been wired. It is a, mm -hmm. it is a constant rewiring, but it's been good. It has been healing. It has been redeeming, um, dating this man and yeah. And then just, uh, whenever you are loved and accepted, like there's just a beautiful part of you that like just gets to be more free and people can see that and you see that and just, you get to experience more love. Like whenever things come up and they're revealed and exposed, it's only for God to heal us. And mm -hmm. I think that was something I learned to be SSM. I was like, wait, why are all these things coming up? Like I'm getting so triggered and like, no, it's, it's a moment for love to come in because love hasn't been there. It's been trapped and like self-protecting and just not wanting to not feeling safe. So you had to shut down. And so now it's like, oh, here's a safe place. I can be messy. Right. Mm -hmm. And I still get to be accepted because that's what the good father and Jesus does to us. Because like, let's go back to the gospel. Like before we were sinners, he, he died for us. So mm -hmm. we didn't even do anything. We weren't messy quote unquote, in in like in the world yet, he still chose us. Mm -hmm. So before we even yeah. did anything, he was like, I choose them. Mm -hmm. Like I choose Tiffany. I choose you listening. Like I choose like me, like he, he doesn't base his love on our, on our behavior, even which, our messy behavior, even our messy behavior. And he's not saying that for us to be perfect because we couldn't. And he's mm -hmm. like, I'm going to come and rescue and be perfect. So you never have to be. Yeah. And I'm going to come so yeah. you don't, I'm going to be punished. Like God sent his son to be punished for us from all sin. So we never have to be punished. Like yeah. punishment is never supposed to be a thing like here and now, like mm -hmm. after the cross, like we're free. Yeah. We're free. We are free. I think this, these are good. Just like, um, differentiations to make because for for some of these like concepts, they feel really, they feel abstract. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you break them down and you find like, what's the difference between perfectionism and comparison, or what's the difference between perfectionism and excellence? And what, what's the difference between punishment and discipline? Mm -hmm. Like that's good. <laughs> God actually disciplines those he loves, right? My dad punishes, disciplines us. Yeah. And it, it felt like this, this isn't fun. Like, <laughs> why are you taking me my phone or my makeup or my like Your social? Oh. oh, it was a bad weekend. Oh. Um, <laughs> or why are you spanking me? Like, yeah, my parents spanked me. But we, Same. I got so Listen, many. I was a rebel. We, yeah, that doesn't, <laughs> that's not popular, I guess, in this day. But like, what is the difference between discipline from God and punishment from God? Does God punish? Mm -hmm. I don't think he punishes those he loves that's good but God is 
wrathful and he is judgeful, judge, judging, judging, he's a judge. So like there will be a day that everybody is judged based on my coat of Jesus' blood mm. or the wicked will be punished for their wickedness. And we can look back in the Bible and see God was the same. God is the same today as he was in the Old Testament where mm-hmm. he was full of wrath and looking for people to punish. Well, no, like he had called people unto holiness and unto looking to the return of Jesus coming. And um, so I think for now in our day, like we are on this side of the cross. Thank goodness. Yeah. We are saved Jesus. by Jesus. Come on. And he does not punish us. Come on. Like that is a lie that God punishes me. He disciplines me yeah. and he calls me higher. Yeah. He'll let me know by his spirit and by my friends when I'm acting a fool <laughs> and when I'm not acting according to your identity, like my identity and who I'm called to be and who I actually am mm-hmm. like in God. And so I just want to like create just a um, definition really quick, like that God loves us so much that he can't leave us where we were. Come on. I think that was Oswald Chambers. I can't take credit for that. Oh, but he like that's good. He, no, he said <laughs> he loves us where we are, but he loves us too much to leave us there. Yeah. And I think that can be um at salvation, it can be as a baby Christian. It can mm-hmm. also be 10 hours ago at my bad attitude and today, you know, like he le- he loves me too much to leave me in my bad attitude or my self-punishment state or when I'm talking bad about myself, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but I have, um, so you're talking about discipline and and punishment. Mm -hmm. And for me, for a long time, I didn't know what the difference was. I've actually, this is probably an area that I'm, I need to work on the most really. And I am going after it. Um, I'm reading a book called unpunishable by Danny Silk. Highly recommend. I've only read the first two chapters, but (laughs) they are amazing and already redefining my mind. Um, Mm. but yeah, I think just growing up with a, with a father that, you know, punished me and with every mistake I made, it was so high stakes and not only punish, but like, tell me and go on and on and then remind me of it. And so, um, realizing that that's not what the father God does, um, was a really probably revelatory thing to be like, Mm. Oh wait, like, I'm not going to be punished. Like this is so not normal. Mm. Um, but it was so freeing because I was like, Oh, like, you know, I can, I can take risk with the Lord and I can know that he has my back. And, um, so then I was like, well, I'm going to go extreme and I'm going to like, you know, go after everything God has for me. And I'm gonna take risk no matter what it looks like, because I know he has my back. And that was, I mean, that's how I live my life. It's like, all right, God, like, what do you have for me today? Like, I know that you're good and I know that you only give me good things and that even if I mess up, you're right there to just be a good father and, and be there with me. But I think the two things that distinguish the both is with punishment, there's instant disconnection. Mm. It's saying you're bad, like, because you were bad, you now have to be punished and you get separation from me. Wow. Whereas with, with um, discipline, it's always to come like closer and be connected. Wow. Um, and it's always in relationship with, so, with God and right, with people. Right. Yeah. That's so great. if you're having an argument or a conflict with someone, right, you can punish them and like withhold love, or you can tell them how you felt, AKA dating relationships, be like, Hey, you hurt me when this happened and they get an opportunity to, you know, build connection and come closer rather than punish them. Um, and that's been something I'm working on just in my dating relationship. And even with friends, um, mostly with men, but I think just, it, it's like, okay, <laughs> like how can I, be closer and in connection with people. And also you do such a great job of of this tip, but like just believing the best about people Mm. and not going like straight to a, um, justifying state of why these people do what they do. It's like, Mm. Oh, they did this because, um, like I'm unworthy or, you know, there's something going on and under the scene, the surface. Yeah. That's just like, and then you attack yourself. It's like, that's not connecting either. That's still Mm. punishing yourself right? It's like saying why you, why you're disconnected from that person and making up this imaginary scenario and really just like 
talking to them and building connection with them will clear all that. Yeah. And that's been something definitely I've learned in friendships and mm. for sure in dating. Um, but yeah, Sam I talked think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Reference back to yes. Sam's episode. Shout out Sam. <laughs> and to our real life conversations. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that that's really, that's a great um, difference maker in those two because yeah, I think that's even something that can be like tangible and practical of like, okay, do I feel closer to my parents after that conversation? Yeah. Okay. They're, either they're punishing me or I'm punishing them mm -hmm. and, or, you know, with my friends, am I, am I punishing so-and-so without them even knowing it? And I'm harboring bitterness in my heart and I'm pulling myself away or so real. like are, <laughs> mm -hmm. am I, you can fill in the blank, right. but like, yeah, that's just great. Like, do I feel closer to this person or mm -hmm. do I feel distant mm -hmm. and, and then have a follow-up conversation? I think it takes a lot of vulnerability. Oh yeah. And I think that punishment oh, yes. is sometimes easier. Mm -hmm. Like it's so easy. It's so much, it's so easy to even the passive aggressive punishment Talk of about like, it. <laughs> I'm going to punish you, but I'm not even going to let you know. Ugh. But I think that's based out of fear. Yeah. Fear of being vulnerable. So I'm just going to reject you. Yeah. Reject you before you can reject me yeah. so that I won't be punished, but you'll get, you're going to be punished. Yeah. But I also think mm -hmm. like discipline. Yes. It, and, and honestly, it normally comes from parents to children, leaders to people being led, um, God to us. Yeah. But I think that there's a, there's a way to discipline each other. Mm. And I think that it's like mutually submissive. Um, where like, I mean, you and I've had multiple conversations. Oh my goodness. Like, Listen, hey, you are great at this. <laughs> well, like, Hey, this behavior is like hurting me or yeah. like, um, the way that you're behaving is not who you are. Like, and I think that that's a good way for like friendships to hold each other accountable, yeah. you know, and to be vulnerable because I think like in dating or marriage, I definitely brought you on to talk, but I feel like I'm talking a lot. I love it. Okay. It's good. <laughs> this is definitely a table talk because this is literally us just talking. And then I actually forgot we were recording. Yeah. That's great. Um, <laughs> but like in dating and relationships and, and marriage, like there's almost a sense of like, of commitment, obviously. And so inside of that, you're like, I'll, I'll be willing to work towards, but in friendship, it feels like there's not a set commitment. Like hmm. nobody is saying like, we're in a friendship relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah, we've been best friends for eight years. So we're going to make it to 40. So you're in a 40 year friendship with me. Okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> sign. Yeah. Just uh, putting it out there. I'll sign that. That's on, <laughs> that's on tape. Um, but like, it almost feels like in relationships, it requires vulnerability to work through things that are circling around perfectionism and punishment um, and self-rejection and how are we coming closer and working through obstacles together. Whereas in friendship, nobody's saying you and I are friendship dating. You and I are working towards a deeper friendship together like mm -hmm. nobody's saying that and so I think it takes a different level of vulnerability to say like there's nothing um do you know what I'm do you know what I'm going with this yeah I mean it's a choice it's a different level of it's commitment a different yeah. level of yeah. choice and yeah. there's different levels of trust right so in a dating relationship you're gonna have way more of a different um, level of trust than you will in a friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it, it even just requires, um, choosing the other person in friendship and just, um, being vulnerable and bringing your whole self to the table mm -hmm. and just doing life together. Um, but I know what you're saying it's, mm -hmm. it's definitely different. Um, cause it's easier to punish, um, people that you're not dating 
and you can just call it like a a, a couple week disconnect or whatever but like you can't just not talk to Shane for three weeks and think yeah. everything's going to be fine. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can't talk to your husband for, for two weeks and think, oh, everything was fine. Yeah. Like there's a different, different level. And so what I'm saying is like inside a friendship, it takes more responsibility and more vulnerability because you're not committed in the same way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the commitment draws you higher to responsibility Whereas in friendship, it feels like there is commitment, but you are drawing yourself to responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how we got here, but best friends. <laughs> we're just, we're, we're here. Yeah. And I love our friendship. Um, and just, I think you, you talked about discipline. Like, I'm glad that you took the reins on that because you just walk it out so great. Um, and beautifully and you've you. been in a great family shout out to Sandra and Todd for raising your daughter um, <laughs> yeah shout out because they did a good job they did I a mean, great job um, just really honorable and like uh, stewarding how to do how to do you know conflict and not letting your feelings kind of dictate you know where you go I think that's something as a as any grim poor I have to conquer daily um, and just discipline you be like, no matter if I feel like it, I'm still going to choose, um, and make a conscious choice to, to move forward. And I think that's what discipline is. It's like, regardless of your behavior, I'm still going to choose you. I'm still going to show up. Um, and yeah, so I think that's why you were, we're talking about that. But yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And our friendship, I mean, vulnerability and just, you know, being involved in each other's lives and championing and honoring what is on both of our lives and mm-hmm. what, God sees us as will will shift everything. Yeah, I think that's why we connect so well is because we are different in a lot of areas. Oh, we are the same, but but we're <laughs> a lot of the same in a, in some areas. But we're very different in a lot of areas. <laughs> so we have the same core values, but we walk them out very different. Yes, yes, and we've been in friendship for eight years. Mm-hmm. That it just we know each other's kind of patterns and how we, how we think and how we live life that, I mean, just living with you and, and, and doing school together in Reading was pretty fun because I was like, Oh, so you don't have to say anything. I'm just new and vice versa. Yeah. So just there's that like familiarity, <laughs> but also being like, Hey, if you, if you fall below the line of what you're called to be, Hey, there's grace, but Hey, come back up. Like you're, you're made to be higher and live higher. Yeah. Because and, yeah. you're known. And so if, Andrew said this the other day. He said, um, you can't live in the light and nobody see you. Mm. And I really love that because you can definitely hide in friendship. Mm. And so when the time comes to be called higher, nobody knows that they need to call you higher Mm. because they've never seen yourself at the best, at the most living in God, the most um, secure, at the Mm. most confident, at the most the most Tiffany, if I've never let anyone see the most Tiffany, how will anyone know that I'm not living as her, you know? That's good. So like, I think living with you in in Reading for my first and second year, like it was good because you were the only person in Reading who knew me, Mm -hmm. you know, and Haley Hookie, but come on, girl, let's let's go. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Haley Hookie. Okay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) shout out to all of them. Um, Oh my gosh, we should get the Texas crew on here. Oh, it'd be so fun. That would be fun. That would be a long episode. <laughs> it would be very long, but I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, Assistant, can you write that down? <laughs> Who are you talking to? Nobody. <laughs> um, okay, circling back, but like, you know, living in the house and obviously the girls grew to know me and they could call me higher to my to myself to where God sees me where I'm living confidently in him. I'm not believing any lies, but like they didn't know that month one living with me. Mm-hmm. You did. So like, yep. Whenever I wasn't, whenever I was bothered, annoyed, believing a lie from the enemy, like you were able to pull me like almost back to center when I was very off kilter. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just like want to encourage people. If you aren't living in your not there are people who are not living in community Mm -hmm. whether it's for their own personal reasons 
or not, whether they can't find friends that they love, that they feel safe with or whatever, or they're choosing to live isolated. Mm -hmm. To the people who are living in community that you are doing life with, you're doing dinner with, you're doing worship nights with, you're reading books together, you're talking on the phone, you're doing life together, but you're not feeling known, I would ask yourself, does perfectionism have a role to play mm. in this relationship? Or comparison. Or comparison. Yeah. Like, why are you not feeling known? Mm. And if you're not feeling known, are you really connected to these people? Because I guarantee the lie would be, if they knew me, they wouldn't like me. Mm. Come on. And you know, yeah. Yeah. Like you, you just, you can't live in the light and nobody see you. Yeah. So. And the other two people are there two groups. Well, and then to the people who like are living in isolation and not in community out of a choice, um, I would ask different questions, but not mm-hmm. necessarily around perfectionism, but like, why, why do you not want to be in community? Um, are you afraid of people knowing you? Are you, um, are you like not generous in your own heart that you want to know other people? Like there's such life that's inside of community. And so if you're intentionally living isolated, um, I would, I would ask you a different series of questions, but yeah, to the people who are like desiring community, mm-hmm. um, and you're not in it, sorry, if you're living in community, but you're not feeling known, I'd ask, does perfectionism have a role to play? If you are desiring community, but you're not in it, and and you're seeking, and you're, like, looking for people, I would also ask a different set of questions. Mm-hmm. I would ask, are you um, being authentic, and are you being generous with yourself and your time? Mm-hmm. Because I remember like somewhere at the end of high school, beginning of college, I used to be really, really shy and like not a risk taker, not bold, not not, a podcast like this. I wasn't having a podcast. Like frankly, I didn't, I didn't have like a whole lot of friends. Mm. I had like two best friends in high school. Um, but things fell off and not, not a whole like I was not living a healthy friendship life um, at the beginning of my college career. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where the flip switched for me, but I just decided I'm going to be the friend that I want. Like I'm going so to good. ask people to coffee. I'm going to invite people into my world because I'm obviously not being invited into theirs. And mm-hmm. that's, that's okay. I think everyone goes on a journey of being those two different people yeah. at different stages of your life. Mm-hmm. But I just was like, you know what? I'm done trying to like fit into this crowd. I'm going to instead be myself and invite people into my world. Like Come on. invite people to what I think is quote cool. In your table. And mm-hmm. my, at my table. Yeah. So I think if that's the case for that middle group, if you're seeking community and you're not having it, don't try to fit into the cool crowd. Mm-hmm. Like just be you, tune in to the authenticity read Brene Brown books, figure out, are you, are you living authentically? Like, are you somebody that someone wants to be around? Mm-hmm. Like, even if you are a hot mess, which you and I have both been, Oh, I still am. But yeah. But the key is like living authentically, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. because there's a way to connect even if you are a mess mm-hmm. because that's just where you find fulfillment. And so yeah, if you're that middle group, I just like encourage you don't try to be a part of the cool crowd. Invite people into your circle, invite people over to your home mm-hmm. and create the community that you want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. You know, so those three different groups, I would say different things to each one of them, but so good. Yeah, I think we have to stop playing the victim in our friendships of like, oh, nobody's like nobody's inviting me to things. Well, like what have you invited somebody else to in the past week? So real. That's so real. <laughs> what concerts are you going to? Not in this COVID age, but like what dinner are you going to that you would invite somebody, you know, like yeah. stop playing the victim that mm-hmm. you never 
you're never invited somewhere. Like, yeah, you were a full, powerful person who is likable, who is fun. And so let's go back to the perfectionism. Do you believe, do I, yeah. So I think I have a couple of things to say. Okay, go ahead and say them. (laughs) (laughs) You pass me the mic, please. Yeah, up to. Okay, I got it now. Okay. (laughs) Um, Oh man, I literally went went blank. Um, Oh no. You were joking too much. Well, okay, no, I came back. So to that last group of friends uh, that you were talking about, just um, feeling like you don't have the right community around you, um, definitely pray for the right people to come around you. Around yeah. you, I know that you spoke another, I think it was Mallory's podcast, uh, or when Mallory was talking, um, just praying for at least two friends mm-hmm. that were just godly and that had the same core value. And then you had seven to eight that came into your life, like mm-hmm. right after. Such a blessing. Yeah. And so, um, you know, just deciding who you want to be, who you surround yourself with, it determines your destiny and where you're going and yeah. how people think of you um, and influence you. And so just pray for the right people and the, the right friendships. Um, another thing I would, I would add is to ask questions and really get to know people yeah. um, rather than making it about yourself. Um, totally. People love to talk about themselves. Right, right. My parents are both Oh no, we're giving away sales secrets. People probably know this. If you're trying to go, so like to the party that I went to where I was like, the only, I, I walked in with um, my brother and Avery, but like to a room full of people that 90% of them I didn't know. Okay. I didn't have my hype girls with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have my best friends with me. I wasn't even the party host. Um, so you're a straight guest into this room. Okay. I'm yeah. a straight guest, okay? Mm-hmm. And if you guys know me, I like to throw the parties. Mm-hmm. And I can sometimes retreat back to the, like, 14-year-old girl transitioning from private school to major public school and so shy. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, like, gear myself up. And a sales tactic is people love to talk about themselves. So just ask them questions and you have a great conversation. There you go. That's what this podcast is all about. To get, <laughs> to get a solid friend, you ask them a question. To talk Honestly. about themselves. Well, and it's not, Legendary. it's obviously like coming from a genuine place. Like, oh, yes, yes. because you generally are curious about people or, or you can be and create a really good connection. But yeah, yeah, just get good at asking people questions. Like people want to know you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like, yeah, I just want to tell people, like, you are worth knowing. Mm, you are worth knowing on. in, like, an intimate space with good friendships. You're worthy of knowing in in any kind of relationship. And so the lie that says, if people knew me, they wouldn't like me, is Oof. just even dismantled, even across podcast airways. But, mm. yeah, we are big proponents of people being known and loved in authentic relationships because I think that's where like the best and most fruitful um things can come out of yeah in any relationship vulnerability being known because at the core of humanity of every human on the earth you know take apart or take away their culture their language how they even were brought up Mm -hmm. at the center of every person they want to feel known they want to belong they want to be accepted and so just cre- creating a, sa- a safety place, that's something I really like cultivate and try to in every relationship. It's like, hey, it's a safe place here. You can be known. And like, if I see a lie or if I see something that like is just like haunting your life, like I'm going to call it the gold and like call you higher um, because you're worth knowing and being seen and also believing what God sees about you because he's doing those things. Like mm-hmm. the, the whole, the God size hole in your heart is, is meant to be known by him, but also in community um, and just vulnerability and creating safety does a great job of that. Yeah. And you can't create safety if you or others are holding on to the thing. Number one of perfectionism, mm-hmm. because perfectionism would say, I have to have it all together. Oh Yeah. Yeah, who has their life together? Like it's this crazy. Nobody. Lie. It's a no, lie. Nobody has their life together. Yes. If you are 18 years old or younger or any age in life right now listening to this, you need to know that your life will never look like it is all together. You are on a journey. It is it is imperfect. It is beautifully imperfect. Mm-hmm. And God accepts you right where you're at. Mm-hmm. And he's not waiting for you to have your 
quote unquote crap together. He really is accepting of you right now. Mm-hmm. And let's just even read in the Bible. If you ever read your Bible ever in your life, he used people that were unqualified, that were just totally, totally like outcast to bring forth like his good and his yeah. perfect plan. And totally. I mean, if anything's perfect here, it's, it's the Lord and his plan for our lives. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how great that we can't mess it up when we're following him. Yep. And yeah, I think that that I would have, I would have loved to know that earlier as a 18 year old, even younger, probably, but yeah, I think that it's good to know now. I mean, you're 30, I'm 30. What's you, up? You have 70 years on life uh, of, of life left. Let's go. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay. hundred it is <laughs> or more. I mean, who knows, but yeah, I don't know. The people in Japan live to like one, one ten. Uh-huh. I could be there. 70, 80 years. So, um, I think just being aware, like if you aren't aware that this is a thing, mm-hmm. then you'll always live under the trap. But if you're aware of it, you can spot it. Right. You, you can you say, freedom. Mm-hmm. yeah, every single day. Right. Cause I think it'll always be like the enemy is defeated, mm-hmm. but he's still roaming the earth looking for someone to devour. Right. So I think perfectionism is defeated, yeah. but it's still going to linger to see, will you accept me as a friend? Mm. And we just say, no, we don't accept you as a friend. Right. Is there anything else that we need to ca- talk about perfectionism wise or? I mean, we're not perfect. So <laughs> yeah, we're not. Perfect. That's a little um, mom joke. Um, there's dad jokes and I guess mom jokes, but yeah, I just, I hope people feel encouraged. Um, and like, also if they have any follow-up questions, I mean, you know, it's, it's a journey and, um, yeah, perfectionism, basically, if you want like a footnotes kind of version is saying that what you have, isn't good enough. Um, and you have to be better in that God, what God did for you isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think that's a lie because what he did is enough. It's finished and we get to walk in freedom, not bondage. So Yep. Be kind to yourself. You're amazing. You're right where you need to be. I actually feel like to tell you who are, is listening, you, you don't have to have your life together. You're doing great. You're doing a great job. Um, God has great plans for you. No matter what is going on, no matter if chaos is even speaking louder than anything, God's plan is perfect. And it, he will, his plans will proceed and they will not be thwarted. They won't be They cannot fail because he cannot fail. Mm -hmm. So you're in good hands, people. And Jesus is a good man. He is a good father. He's really, really kind. And he loves you more than, more than we love ourselves and and more than um, the most love you could ever feel. Yeah. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Um, Okay. The last question that I'm asking my friends is if you could throw a uh, party center around the table, mm-hmm. breakfast, lunch, or dinner, no budget. We can go anywhere. Anyone can come. What is happening? Okay. We are first and foremost setting the atmosphere. That is very, very important in my world. Um, so it's going to be outdoors. It's going to be a wooden table. Oof. It's going to be lights all around. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be obviously at night. Mm-hmm. So we're doing dinner. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do it with Brazilian food Ooh. because it's so delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be like, are we going to Brazil? I mean, why not? Yeah. Why not? Okay. I, I was just whatever green grass we can find. <laughs> no, no, no budget. Oh, no budget. No well, budget on a land in Brazil. That's green. Okay. That's what I, I feel. And yeah, just, I feel like there's going to be great questions to get to know people. Okay. Um, and for sure going to go around and encourage everyone. That's something that a little affirmation circle yes, actions, a little affirmation okay. that everyone leaves feeling loved and seen and known and that they were invited into something that was safe and they feel way more connected to people there than they did before. Awesome. So that, I mean, that's easy. That's easy. <laughs> that's easy. It actually feels like it really could happen. Honestly, so yeah, like, let's, let's go, go to Brazil, Brazil next week. So I mean, okay, catch us there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hop on a plane. Yeah, uh, you you can just find us on United Airlines uh, two two one two two one. 
Okay. Well, Tab, thanks so much for being here and sharing your heart so vulnerably mm. and letting this conversation flow the way it did. And yeah, it's fun to talk with you and have it be recorded. Absolutely. <laughs> Happy to be here on your show anytime. And I hope it encourages someone. I think that it did. It cool. encouraged me. Oh, really? Oh, it great. was good. Awesome. <laughs>